0: tonight. Just months after stepping down as CEO, could Vince McMahon really be thinking of a comeback to WWE? Even as more allegations and legal trouble are headed his way. John Cena will be back in WWE and wrestling before the year is done. The Women's Wrestling Hall of Fame has inducted its first three honorees. Mandy Rose gets released at the peak of her NXT run. Andretti upsets the Ocho. AEW's putting their top TV show under renovation. And even at six 68 years old, we learn not to mess with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. We got a great show for you today, tough guy, right here on Sunday night's main event.
1: We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This
2: is Sunday night's main event. The cream of the crop but does it better on the iHeartRadio talk network because you love something fresh in you don't you we
1: deserve better people the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be
0: do i have everybody's attention now
3: my
1: god what an impact
0: hey i'm mike mcguire welcome to canada's wrestling radio show sunday night's main event powered by great lakes beer a fiercely independent brewery order online at GreatLakesBeer.com. The show is always free on the air across the country on TSN Radio, the iHeartRadio, and News Talk Networks through our affiliate stations across the country and online at SNMERadio.com. If you want the show early, including extended episodes of this show, full-length interviews and more, including daily podcasts across the week, all sorts of content for as little as about a buck a week, patreon.com slash and Now, let's get on with the show. Every week, we scour the wrestling universe looking for the Infinity Stones that are the biggest stories, lay them into our specially cast gauntlet, and present it to you in the form of the Five count. You want to hear the breaking news? John Cena will wrestle this month on SmackDown.
1: So let me get this straight. I haven't had a match in 2022, and we are running out of chances. And you're asking me that on the last SmackDown of the year, December 30th, if I want to partner with Kevin Owens against the oosiest Sami Zayn and the Tribal Chief, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns in a main event match that can't be missed. (sighs) Hell yes, I'll be there. Hell yes, I will be your partner. And hell yes, we will bring the fight Bloodline in the final SmackDown of
0: 2022. This show will be broadcast live, so there's no telling what's going to happen. Imagine, though, just for a moment, a high-profile tag team match being promoted weeks in advance. Such things can happen in wrestling, after all. Okay, this is nuts. Have you heard the story about Hacksaw Jim Duggan's home invasion? This literally sounds like it's out of a movie. Hacksaw recently told Wrestling Inc that he and his wife Deborah were at home one night, and suddenly a man came barging through the unlocked front door. Duggan, who's 68, tackles the guy who's about in his mid-20s, detains him, and even held him at gunpoint until the authorities arrived. This is where the story gets even weirder. Turns out the man was actually fleeing another group of people who may have been chasing him, and the intruder was actually going from house to house trying to seek refuge. This sounds literally like the start of the first Purge movie. Wow. Eventually, authorities came, and the Duggans decided they would not press charges. No news as to whether or not the guy who actually ran into the house is facing more trouble. Rita Chatterton is among one of at least two parties that are making legal demands to the tune of millions of dollars for sexual misconduct from former WWE CEO Vince McMahon. Rita Chatterton, you might recognize the name. She was the first female referee in the World Wrestling Federation. There were past allegations from her against McMahon, widely publicized. But now it's been reported this week that Vince McMahon, who arguably, quote, retired from his position as CEO of WWE in disgrace, is considering mounting a comeback to the company. Now, this is all hearsay at this point, but the scuttlebutt is that Vince feels he shouldn't have stepped down as CEO, even though he was found to have appropriated company money for private settlements, including the one with the former paralegal in the company, which he had an affair with. Now, there hasn't been major impacts on the stock price yet on Wall Street, but since Vince's absence, WWE has actually seen some gains in ticket sales, ratings, and overall revenue. It's not often you see a champion let go in the peak of their run, but that's exactly the case for NXT star Mandy Rose, aka Mandy Sacks, the now former WWE NXT Women's Champion, is officially released after some topless footage she published for her subscription website was leaked online. Now, there's been little comment from either side on Mandy's release. In other contract news, though, a report has surfaced that Sasha Banks' contract may have actually been officially closed out months ago, which has allowed her to take the upcoming New Japan bookings and is also leading to suspicion that she may be Soraya's new tag team partner coming up January in AEW. You can look for Sasha Banks or... Mercedes Monet to be a part of Wrestle Kingdom coming up on January 4th. And legendary wrestlers Medusa, Jazz, and Luna Vashon are the first three official inductees into the new Women's Wrestling Hall of Fame. The induction ceremony took place at what was once known as the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The Women's Wrestling Hall of Fame has several names to honor, though, and they do have a plan on how they're going to release it. Now, this is all from SlamWrestling.net, so I figured let's go right to the source. Joining me now from SlamWrestling.net to explain how the future inductions are going to be happening and how the list for this year's class is already made, Greg Oliver. How are you, Greg? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for uh, reaching out. Thanks for being here. Okay, Greg, so uh, SlamWrestling.net has a great story on someone you're very familiar with, Medusa, obviously, co-authoring her autobiography coming out next year as well as Luna Vachon and Jazz being the first three inductees into the Women's Wrestling Hall of Fame. One of the first questions, including myself, was Mildred Burke. Why wasn't she one of the first ones to go in? But technically, she will be. Explain this whole process of of how the women will be inducted.
4: I'm impressed that they're trying to do it this way, but I'd obviously add some complications and questions. The idea is they're going to induct at many different events over the coming weeks and months and eventually build up and tie into the actual International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame which is in Albany New York and have a little display up there. So a lot of the African American women for example going in like Babs Wingo, Ethel Johnson and Marva Scott, they all have ties to Columbus, Ohio. So they're going to probably do something out there. Okay. So maybe at that point they do a Mildred Burke. I don't cuz there's all the ties obviously to um billy wolf out there in ohio too so mm-hmm. i'm not exactly sure where they're going to do it all yet but i like the idea of spreading the word and going to different fan fests and conventions and wherever and just telling people about this women's wrestling hall of fame and, and really trying to pump up the past and, and tell some people about it uh, it was probably the right call doing two living inductees like jazz and medusa mm-hmm. on saturday uh and luna vachon since you had gangrel there anyway um, but we can nitpick all we want about who's in and who isn't. But that's oh, yeah. you know, the fun of being wrestling fans, isn't it? Now, Luna Vachon has Canadian ties, but who do you
0: think will be the first Canadian woman inducted?
4: Oh, geez. I mean, some of the women that, that wrestled in the, the 50s and the 60s out of Canada just never really made huge names for themselves. Like your friend Gravette from Alberta, Alma Mills, same thing. So I, I think we're probably looking at somebody more along the lines of uh, Sandy Parker. From the 70s as somebody okay. they'll put in, uh, probably the first Canadian, hopefully before Trish Stratus. And and we all love Trish, but let's try and get some of the originals in there before we start recognizing the more recent names. That's my feel. And I've, I've told that to some of the organizers already, but, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do.
0: And maybe it's a, a co-induction, right? Because, I mean, having a name like a Trish or maybe even a Gail Kim or someone like that on there doesn't hurt to draw the modern current day fan in and then you get the history on it as well so i mean it's six of one half a dozen the other right greg thank you very much appreciate it thanks Mike. greg oliver from slam wrestling.net thank you very much sir coming up next we're going to take a look into some of the big stories including just how realistic a return to wwe could be for vince mcmahon who the heck is action andretti aew is giving dynamite a facelift plus we've tabulated your votes gonna give you a sneak preview into one of the segments from this year's best of 2022 and dave Meltzer from the wrestling observer joins us next stick around you're listening to sunday night's main event on TSN radio
2: sunday night's main event is brought to you by great lakes beer a fiercely independent
1: brewery black as night light as a full moon deep in character Little is known about the guardian that protects the Great Lake stout. His nobility is as thick as his mustache, which belies the essence of the beer he defends. Through this mystery, what one can gather is, with this traditional dry stout, you'll finally vanquish the illusion that dark means heavy. Congratulations. You just found your new session stout.
2: Find a selection of Great Lakes Beer at your local LCBO or order online at greatlakesbeer.com. It's time! It's time! It's time for the Wrestling Observer Insider with Dave Meltzer
0: on Sunday night's main event. Well, he's the only person I wouldn't mess with other than Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Dave Meltzer's here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I mean, you've heard this Hacksaw story by now, right? No, I've been no? away, I've been oh, away okay. for the last 48 hours. Well, here's what just happened, Then uh, apparently it happened a couple weeks ago. Jim Duggan tackled a home invader. Oh, wow, 68 yeah. years old, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Now, maybe you can lend more to this. Everybody knows Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Lovable, happy dude. Had the pleasure of meeting him a couple times. and uh, Oh, yeah. Just a sweet guy, but even on the Tales from the Territory series there, when they were doing the roundtable, they were talking about that side of Jim Duggan that if, if you got on the bad side, it wouldn't be a good side. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a tough guy. He's a tough guy for sure, you know. Tough really guy, hard. ho. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a street fighter in his in his youth. I, I mean, he's still, like, he's still a big guy, you know. Yeah. Very good college football player, but yeah, I mean, he's also been through, you know, cancer multiple times and mm-hmm. um, 68 years old, but I wouldn't mess with Jim Duggan in a, even if, you know, if, even if I was 25, it's a big, big, strong guy. Well, trust me, somebody learned. And power sure. too. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: All right, Dave, let's get down to the business. There's a lot to talk about this week, and uh, it starts off, obviously, the big one. Man, three months ago, we thought, that's it. It's done. And it might not be Vince McMahon. The rumors are he's talking about wanting to come back. How much of this do you think is legit? And how much do you think could just be Vince blowing smoke and saving some face around his buddies? Uh, It's very legit in the sense that he wants to come back.
3: The question is, is it's such a complicated process. I mean, it was a private company. You know, he could do it as a public company you know he's got the board of directors and they have to approve it but he can also take their spots away but the board of directors would open the company up if if the stock price dropped or if sponsors pulled out or anything like that happened the board of directors and the company would be liable for um, you know shareholder suits over making the decision so it's a real like I said it's a really complicated process but the other aspect that I think is also very important is is that Whatever talk or there is of a sale, as long as Vince McMahon has even 5% or 1% interest in coming back, he, will, he can't sell the company. Because once he sells the company-
0: Then it's you know, done, yeah.
3: Then it's done because he would have no power. It holds up a sale, which also, in, in of an extent, could lower the stock price because a lot of people think, hey, we're going to be sold in a year or two. But this all puts a cloud over the sale because Vince can't sell the company. I mean, if he wants to come back, if he's, if he's free and clear and he's not going to come back, of course, he can sell and make tons of money, and that's where a lot of people who are are just Vince. You're costing yourself tons of money, and it's you know it's guaranteed, and you don't have to work again. But of course, he loves to work. Right. But um, and then the other problem is not a problem necessarily is is that I think that the thing that maybe hurts him is is that it's running smooth without him. Although you can always look at something and say it's not, you know, like he can go and go look at the last two weeks TV ratings on raw, ignoring SmackDown, which is still doing well, but the last two weeks on raw and just go, see, it's not working. It needs me. And if he gets that in his head,
0: then he'll be gung ho. And I've got to save this thing. You yeah. But know, December it, ratings for Raw have never been great. I mean, I can't think of the last time where it's like December was through the roof ratings.
1: No, it's football
0: season. It's football yeah, season. Exactly. It,
3: it, it, September through December is never good. And it never will be because of the, the NFL is a juggernaut. And, um, you know, and and again, like even last week, which tied the all time record low for viewers, that's like misleading because cable's so down. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like the number of homes in USA USA homes are down six percent from last year, so even would be a six percent drop if you add the six percent they're ahead of last year. You know, when Vince was in charge. Yeah. And if you look at like the big shows, Philadelphia, Montreal, both nights in Montreal, and um, San Antonio for the Royal Rumble, and um, you know WrestleMania, they're through the roof. I mean, like yeah. big shows are 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 doing great. And they don't need Vince. I think it's a better product without Vince, honestly. I think most people do. It would be the worst thing in a million ways, which is why I think there will be so many people working to block it because everyone knows it would be the worst thing. Vince usually gets what he wants. But, you know, again, he can't just go in there and go, hey, I'm coming back. I think he thinks that he got talked into leaving and the people who talked him into it, whoever that would be, were wrong. And I could have written it out. And maybe he could have because it's wrestling like it was something else. He probably wouldn't have been able to write it out. But because it's wrestling. I mean, he stayed after the first couple of articles were there. And it's not like fans stopped watching. It's You're not talking like about the allegations
0: started. and the, the original uh, the allegations. Company yeah. appropriated
3: money. Yeah, yeah. He did survive that. And when he pulled out, you know, I was almost surprised because I thought, oh, you know, he's just going to be defiantly writing it out. And because it's wrestling, people are just going to look the other way. You know, is he next. get
0: inducted into the Hall of Fame this year that's up to him. I mean, I'm sure,
3: you know, I mean, in a sense, you would go. It's like really tasteless to, to to put it to do it. But, you know, I mean, well, especially
0: um, with the new allegations coming out, like there's these two new stories that have just come out. Well, well, one, well. One, one, one's new and one's an old story from 36 years ago. Yeah, but it's but, but it's, she's um, coming back for more money now. And so, yeah, well, she
3: crazy. never got she never got money and, and he's not going to pay her now either. But yeah. but, the, but she could sue him now because mm-hmm. there's a new law in New York. New York and California have laws that. You can go back as far as you want. There's no more statute of limitations for for in the year 2023 in in California, New York. So she can sue. The problem is, is like this is the River Chatterton case. It would be difficult. And the idea is of asking for the money is like, I'm not going to drag, you know, you won't be dragged through it publicly. But in his mind, he's already been dragged through it publicly. It's not like one of the divas from these other stories where we don't know the person and we don't know the details and they haven't gone on record. So Vince paid him a bunch of money to go away and they went away. In this yeah. case, it's someone who already shot their shot. He basically turned them down, you know, when it comes to n- negotiating. And the other one he turned down because it had nothing to do with wrestling, you know, and that's another allegation from California that nobody had known about.
0: Near gut of gut and heart of hearts. Does Vince McMahon make a new appearance on WWE TV within the next year? Oh, man, um, that's a very tough one.
3: Uh, the only thing I'll say is that if he does, it's going to really reflect badly on wrestling fans because we already know what the reaction will be it's going to be like immediate thing of like, look at this guy and everyone standing up and giving the standing ovation. And boy, does that make wrestling fans look really bad? I think the best thing for all concerned is really him not to be, uh, especially with the new allegations, just steer clear of him. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in the hall of fame this year though, just, but it's
0: a weird time to do it. Safe to say he's probably not popping up in the next couple of weeks though. So that's, I don't think it's going to be, I don't
3: think it's going to be that quick. And if it is having talked to many people there i mean it's almost it's pretty much 100 percent that it's just not worth it but it's vince you know so it's like it's you can't rule out that he's going to do it anyway
0: this is sunday night's main event i'm mike mcguire joining us from the wrestling observer and wrestlingobserver.com is dave Meltzer, dave uh, sasha banks mercedes varnado a report came out this past week that her wwe contract may have already been settled months ago and that's what's cleared the way for her to do this wrestle kingdom thing do we have any update on that they made an agreement
3: in the summer, I think, you know, where she was a free agent. They were negotiating to bring her back. And that's where the big difference in money and in the original agreement, January 1st, she's basically a free agent. So she is free to do whatever she wants January 1st, or at least that's what New Japan Pro Wrestling thinks. I know that that's what she's purported to them. And that's why January 4th, she's you know, gonna be at the Tokyo Dome unless she backs out or signs with WWE or something. But they have, I don't know if it's a signed agreement, but they absolutely have an agreement with her for multiple dates at a pretty high price, apparently.
0: So you're not willing to to confirm right now whether or not she's gonna be Soraya's surprise tag partner? I have
3: no idea. You know, I mean it makes <laughs> it makes sense. And I know people in the Los Angeles market, it's like that's the buzz. But if she is, I think by December twenty eighth, T V, which is you know, two weeks away. Right. We can have a away. I'm sure they won't announce until the day of the show. It hasn't moved the L.A. tickets. And, and there's a lot of tickets left for that show at the forum. It is the mm-hmm. expectation. And they really didn't say anything about it on Wednesday at all. You know, I was really looking for hints and there were no hints Wednesday.
0: Well, we know aew is somewhat inconsistent when it comes to what they pre-promote and what they don't so i guess uh, yeah we'll just have to see what happens there let's go back to the wwe roster here matt riddle initially it was reported that it was a drug test violation there the, the strange thing is there was no announcement like wwe used to do with wellness policy violations yes. so we don't know for sure but now there's a report saying that he might just be taking some time off uh, around this time of year family related or personal related do we have any update on the status of matt riddle and how he's i mean doing? i i
3: i've heard both stories i know when within wrestling the drug rehab story is the story that has gone around since a couple days after um he you know he did they did the injury angle those close to him have said the other story but wwe you know and i've been contacting them regularly i mean they haven't said anything on this at all i asked has the policy changed nothing you know no comment mm-hmm. on anything but it's interesting because the idea is it's a second suspension and the other one would have been the summer and he was gone for like 26 days but not 30 you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so it's almost like okay it almost adds up because with 30 day suspension but he wasn't gone for 30 days i mean obviously they bent the rules in some way because they didn't announce that one if there was one and this one they didn't announce it and this one but they didn't announce anything they just didn't angle, and they're quiet and and no word on a policy change i've been i've asked about that too. So it's pretty much up in the air, I suppose.
0: Let's move over to more of the main roster stars here. The other big story as far as WWE TV this week goes, John Cena making somewhat of a surprise appearance. We knew he was coming up on the 30th, but showed up by way of video, setting up a match. Him and Kevin Owens teaming up against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Do you think this might be the start of sammy leaving the bloodline or is this just basically going to be a way to get seen on tv in action and and have a big final smackdown of the year because this this show's looking huge this is bigger than than some of the ple's this year for what they're putting on the card yeah
3: i would say it's too early to do that not too early to do a tease or a hint but a full breakup i think it's too early i think mm-hmm. if they do a breakup it should be a slow process and take Either climax at WrestleMania or climax a few weeks before WrestleMania to lead to a WrestleMania match. So December is way too early for, in my mind. I would expect teases all the way through of both in both ways because you, you want to keep the people guessing. The one thing is, is that of all the guys, um, Cena is the one who can come back and,
0: and draw. I think this could be maybe even the biggest TV number that SmackDown does, at least in recent history, because it's it just seems like a perfect storm again you're in that middle of that holiday season it's a friday night people are sticking around at home for the new year's weekend I, I think it's going to be big, so good on them, and and for having him do a match, it's kind of a fun story, too. So Yeah,
3: yeah, I think, I mean, the September 23rd was the big one, which was the Bray Wyatt tease, I mean, that wasn't yeah. his return, but the one where they teased everything, and they did a real big number. I think there's a good chance it's the biggest of the year, yeah.
0: All right, let's shift over to AEW and Ring of Honor here. I'm going to kind of go backwards in time here, and we'll start with this past Wednesday on Dynamite, and that is Action Andretti. Now, I know you've told the story on Wrestling Observer Live, you've been talking about it in your newsletter, but but tell us the story, kind of a short and condensed version of how Action Andretti got this shot to be an upset. You know, this is one, two, three kid over Razor Ramon. This is, you know, a big shocking upset against Chris Jericho this past Wednesday.
3: Yeah, but he wasn't even good. one, two, three kid over Razor Ramon was like different in, in the sense of oh, yeah. total, total domination. And also one, two, three kid was a much, you know, actually a much better, bigger known name. Um, Jericho was watching uh, dark tapings. This was October, I believe, 2nd in DC. And actually Andretti was enhancement guy. I lost a QT and saw something in him and came up with the whole idea that night. And it was like, okay, I want to do this. And I uh, went to Tony Khan and Tony Khan loved the idea. But Tony Khan was like, look, you're Ring of Honor champion. We can't do this while you're champion. So the idea was, is when he lost the title, then he would move on. Because he he had actually mentioned something to me not that long ago. You mean Jericho. Uh, Jericho about the Ring of Honor championship. And I was just like, I think it's too early to lose it. This is after he lost it. Um, I go, I think it's too early to lose it. I think you can have held it longer. He just goes, I got something I want to move on to. I've done this. I want to get something. And I, you know, I was like, okay, new feud. He's ready to start it. And, and obviously this is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had been really wanting this for a while. And they told Andretti, you know, they actually signed him at that point in October. And the idea was that he told Tony, he goes, he didn't want to do a one, two, three kid where the guy's on TV doing jobs every week. He was just like, take this guy off. No dark, no nothing. The guy has not wrestled anywhere in AEW since that match. Wow. So he comes in totally unknown, never been on Dynamite, never been on Rampage, and probably only been on streaming, I don't know, five or six times, not many at all. Hmm. So and, and, and only in squashes. So nobody you know pretty much knew who he was, and he's got that little will Osprey look to him, and he's obviously talented because I thought that match was incredible for what it was supposed to be. It was perfect because he teased what everybody expected, you know like like when he got him in the walls, when he went for the elbow, which ducked, all these spots where it's like, okay, now the gig's up. and we've seen this where you give the enhancement guy a more offense and he'll get really excited and then you cut him off and you beat him. Yeah, and then he ended up losing, which I thought was just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, crowd reactions through the roof. All of a sudden everybody's talking about action and ready. Hopefully there's actually a a consistent follow up for this guy because it's gonna be the thing, thing, right?
3: That's the difficult thing. It's been difficult with with AEW because of not having enhancement matches on television very often. And when they are, they're like a minute. It's very difficult when, when a guy moves up to a certain level, he's going to have to be booked with the top guys or he's going to fall off TV because they're always booking matches. You know, it's always booked for like, you know, the Moxley and the bucks and Omega and FDR. And those guys are always going to be featured on TV. And then those other guys that are on the way up, you know, those guys are hit and miss and that makes it tough. And so Andretti's in a tough position because he has to do with the program to me with Jericho and multiple matches and, um, you know how you work that. I mean, I'm sure Jericho's got the whole thing laid out. I don't know what it's going to be, but Jericho can't kill him either because then it's just, you know, I mean, what was the
0: point of- then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, what was the point?
3: Because you're telling a long term story and you you want to make a star. You don't want to make a moment. He made a moment but you want to make a moment and a star. To me, that's the idea of this, and we'll see.
0: This is Sunday night's main event. I'm Mike McGuire. That is Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com. Uh, Dave, a couple of things I want to follow up on here. The Ring of Honor Final Battle buy rates. Do we have any numbers on that at all or any numbers on Honor Club or anything since I don't that know, pay-per-view I, happened?
3: Or I don't, know, I don't know Honor Club numbers, but the buys are probably twenty five to 26,000 is what it looks like. It'll probably end up a few thousand above that with late buys. But that's the number. Yeah, they're right in that range, which is, um, you know, I mean, the the first pay-per-view, Ring of Honor pay-per-view that they did in April, it beat it by a little bit. And it was well down from the second one. But it's also afternoon. I think the key to this, you know, a lot of people are just like, you know, what does this mean? And I think what it means to me is that if you do an afternoon pay-per-view, you're probably going to do about two thirds of what you would do Mm -hmm. for a prime time. You know, Tony wanted to experiment because if the number would have been the same as the last one, he could go, hey, you know what? I mean, we could do an AEW pay-per-view. Maybe we want to do an AEW pay-per-view on a Saturday, but there's like a big UFC or a big boxing match that we have to avoid. Um, Maybe we can go and do an afternoon show and we'll make the same money. And this tells me, no, you won't. But it also tells you that as far as for Ring of Honor, you can still do well because the Ring of Honor pay-per-views are budgeted at 20 so they beat their budget, but for AEW, you know, I mean, if it's if it's one third, if you're cutting one third off because of the time frame, probably not worth it. Because a Ring of Honor pay per view, a third of the revenue is a lot of money.
0: I think that number would have been bigger if they had pre-promoted that tag match sooner. Yes, I
3: mean, I mean, um, I think it would have been a little bigger. I mean, I but but I, I don't say appreciably bigger because most pay per view buys are the last minute anyway, so people knew. But I mean, I, you know, yeah, you have a double dog collar match like that. I would. I I always think that the big
0: matches should be out there at least, you know, two weeks. Well, a double dog collar match that should have been months Like for a dog collar blow off Dave. Like, I mean, how long did we, even with, with punk MJF and to have it that close to that, like, I mean, to me, it just blows my mind that a masterpiece, a lot of people's match of the year already is what we're hearing, but, but three days.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, the problem is the Briscoes aren't allowed on their TV, so it's very hard to build anything with the Briscoes. But that's what I
0: mean. There's a whole internet to use, you know. There's yeah, there's yeah, other well, ways. I,
3: I, yeah, i i would have preferred. I would have preferred at least you know another week, week to two weeks. Yes, for that match.
0: Okay, I'll, um, I'll get off but, that now. But I'm just yeah. You it
3: just know, I agree, with, I agree. Blew my mind. I agree. Yeah. I, I, agree I agree with you that. that Oh, but, I mean, really, for the whole pay-per-view, it was a very late bill.
0: Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, wrestlingobserver.com. As always, thank you, sir. Uh, thanks for talking to us while you're uh, in the midst of traveling and everything else, too. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a holiday break, so we will catch up with you again closer to the new year. But until then, I just want to say thank you, man. This has been my first year uh, end-to-end doing this show, and thank you for continuing to stick with us here on Sunday night's main event and for uh, giving us your perspective on things. Uh, I'll never forget the day that I was in Chicago, literally sitting in my camper, waiting to go to the All-State Arena, and you told me, oh, yeah, Cody's hurt, by the way. And I was like, oh, God, what is going to happen next? So yeah, yeah, it, it's been an incredible year. I just want to say thank you very much for that, sir. Okay, you're very welcome. All right, we'll catch you next time. More, including a preview of the best and worst of 2022 coming up on Sunday night's main event. Submit your feedback to Sunday night's main event by joining the group on Facebook. Search SNME Radio.
2: This is Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. If you're a fan of Sunday Night's Main Event, check out WrestlingObserver.com. A daily podcast, multiple podcasts per day with hosts Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, and a number of others. You get a full library of podcasts dating back to 2005, over 9,000 shows, hundreds of back issues of Dave's Wrestling Observer newsletter dating back to 1991, and so much more. Don't miss out. Check it out today, wrestlingobserver.com. the best? The best! The best, the best of you. This is Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio.
0: Yes, the best of the best and the best of the worst. Gonna be lined up for us again this Christmas and New Year's weekend on Sunday Night's Main Event. And so I want to give you a little peek as to what myself. Boris Aguilar, Matt Ederer, Joe Aguinaldo, and of course, Dan the Mouth Lavransky got up to putting these shows together for you. I don't know if we've ever done this before, but I'm going to leak you one of the segments. And the, the whole shows are massive. So if you're not subscribed to the Sunday Night's Main Event Podcast Network yet, either the free edition or the Patreon, get on those because these are going to be on there. And they're great, especially if you're road tripping, if you're traveling anywhere and you're out of radio range and you want to hear something consistent. We have some of the best and worst of the year lined up for you. And it's a ton of fun. But I want to give you a sneak preview, kind of an idea of what you'll hear. This takes you to next week's episode, the best of 2022. And one of the things we looked at was the best comeback of the year best comeback this was a hard category for me i don't know about the rest of y'all there were so many amazing moments that involved stars coming back in different ways uh so let's let's start with the patrons i think this time here and then we'll go to mouth first but the patrons had picked cody coming back to wwe as the top comeback at 20 percent Stone Cold Steve Austin with a 12.5%, and John Moxley and Bray Wyatt. Moxley, obviously, for rehab reasons. Bray Wyatt, obviously, coming back after being released. I mean, all of these are, they could all be solid number ones, easily. But let's go down the, the list here with the fellas. Uh, Mouth, who do you got for best comeback of the year? Uh, that This is a category that I always kind of like to have fun with and try to find comebacks that might escape most people's eyes. Like a few years ago, I, my best comeback was when Ric Flair came back from that surgery that almost killed him. And I thought, wow, that to me was the comeback of the year. So with this one for me, honestly, because they came back basically unscathed. The other guy is gone. Oh, no. Uh, and the young bucks coming back after the cm punk incident and all that <laughs> they got tossed into a major great program with the death triangle a best of seven series high profile they looked uh, nothing that, that was a. I thought that was a great comeback that's my pick kenny right. and the bucks coming we'll, back we'll give it to you we'll give it to you boris uh who is your pick and why is it kathy kelly <laughs> it's not. I, though I almost did Pickard but no, not seriously.
5: Bray Wyatt. I know the the, the verdict is still out with Bray Wyatt, and what's gonna happen. He has it wrestled, uh, but the whole lead up into. Ray White coming back
0: at Extreme Rules. And that presentation at Extreme Rules was just so memorable that I'm um, that's something that I'm going to remember, you know, five, 10 years down the line, myself at least. An amazing campaign. That was actually one of my top picks because of the impact it had. I mean, you can ask Joe, I was trying to solve every cryptogram, every puzzle, every QR game, I was playing all of them. Usually while we were doing Tuesday morning cooked, I was trying to figure them out. But as far as a marketing standpoint, as far as uh, getting fans, like it's gotta be great. It's gotta be great. And then they threw in little things that would make you think it was like Adam Cole one week or somebody else from AEW the next week. Uh, You know, it just, it was really funny. Uh, They had the time where you thought it might've been Alistair Malachi black. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So Joe, let's go to your best comeback of the year. Who do you got? Um, I was originally going to go with Cody Rhodes, and
2: yeah, that was a big WWE return. But I had to go with Soraya because she came back from a career-ending injury and wrestled, you know, against the top star in AEW. So, um, that comeback to me was it was a big deal. Plus, like you know, the emotion on her face coming to and after
0: that match was that was pretty awesome. So for me, it was a match we've already kind of talked about a little bit here. And while all of these are great, like I, I had to clamor. So I thought I would pick this just because it's probably not going to get mentioned anywhere else, but I'm going to say Ricky steamboat and Ricky steamboats match. If you have seen it on YouTube or, or anywhere, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't take the 15, 20 minutes and watch it because yeah ricky looked amazing still the best arm drag ever absolutely (laughs) the best arm drag ever and the best salesman ever like when he was hurt you believed he was hurt but you didn't worry about him like you did a certain other rick this year which we'll talk about i'm sure of (laughs) in the worst of but yes but this was everything a comeback of that generation should have been it wasn't too heavy it wasn't it wasn't overly hyped either which I appreciated because you do have to kind of dig for it a little bit. But the Ricky Steamboat match, geez, he still looks like Ricky Steamboat. Like it's terrifying the genetics that man has (laughs) because if we created a super army of Ricky Steamboats, it would be world domination. (laughs) We
2: would
5: rule the world.
0: All right, Matt, who do you got for your comeback of the year?
5: Well, you did a great job there selling like Ricky Steamboat, you might say. I (laughs) want to see that now because I still haven't seen it, but that sounds like it might be the comeback of the year. But for me, uh, there's adrenaline in my soul. Vince McMahon signed Cody Rhodes. Then a scandal takes McMahon away. But at the same time, like... (laughs) The Cody moment was so huge. Uh, we kind of expected it, but we didn't really expect it. It was a play on AEW's CM Punk thing from 2021, which incidentally, I hope is the comeback of 2023 as well. But we'll we hope for you. Are you pro-punk too? I am pro punk. I think the oh, worst. Of, my wow. worst of list will show that I think in great detail, how pro punk I am.
0: Yes. I thought He's I was gentle. on an Island here. Cause mouth, every time oh, no, I bring up, he jumps all over me.
5: I, I have a CM punk t-shirt. He's one of my all-time favorites. I I also love Kenny Omega is wrestling. <laughs> and I think the young bucks are uh, incredibly talented and obviously deserve their praise. They're a hall of fame tag team, but it's just very sad to me that we're in the universe where Matt Jackson is falling on his ass on Dynamite to make fun of CM Punk, who is back on his couch. That makes me sad. I miss CM Punk. That's not this category, though. This category is best Um, comeback. Cody Rhodes, WWE. All (laughs) right. Fair Sorry, Mouth, would you... Go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. I don't get me... You know what? <laughs> we'll save it for later. Don't get me started. Don't get him started. <laughs> don't get him started. Adrenaline in his, his soul. soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mouth's <laughs> about to lose control. Fuck <laughs> <Hulk> smash! <laughs> so there you have it. Just a sneak peek of next week's best of 2022 I tell you there's nothing better than getting around with a bunch of friends and chatting wrestling which is where we're going to go next some of your feedback from a poll that went up earlier today on the SNME radio Facebook page with the rumors of Vince McMahon wanting to stage a comeback to WWE is there any upside in your mind to Vince McMahon returning to an active role in WWE's business operations your feedback Wraps up the show next on Sunday night's main event.
2: You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN radio. Sunday night's main event is brought to you by Great Lakes Beer, a fiercely independent brewery.
1: Black as night, light as a full moon, deep in character. Little is known about the guardian that protects the Great Lake Stout. His nobility is as thick as his mustache, which belies the essence of the beer he defends. Through this mystery, what one can gather is, with this traditional dry stout, you'll finally vanquish the illusion that dark means heavy. Congratulations. You just found your new session stout.
2: Find a selection of Great Lakes Beer at your local LCBO or order online at greatlakesbeer.com. You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio.
0: And welcome back. We are in the go-home part of this week's edition of Sunday Night's Main Event. I'm Mike McGuire. It has been... Pretty fun show. Big thanks to Greg Oliver for calling in earlier on to tell us about the Women's Wrestling Hall of Fame. Again, kind of a cool concept. They're going to be inducting women across North America for the next little while in different locations. So the fact that Mildred Burke hasn't been inducted yet doesn't mean she isn't inducted. They're just breaking up the ceremony at different venues. That's kind of a cool idea. And, of course, big thanks to Dave Meltzer for being a part of the show as always, uh, helping us break down some of this crazy news in the past week. Again, Vince McMahon. Remember our biggest problem with Vince last year about this time was? Do you remember? It was the golden egg. Yeah. The the storyline on Raw where Vince McMahon was gifted a, a golden egg. How much did they say it was worth? Like a jillion dollars or something? <laughs> some Some stupid amount of money that you know just isn't true. But somebody stole Vince McMahon's golden egg. And that was a three-hour story arc on Monday Night Raw. And some of us watched it. Start to finish. And others vowed that was the last time they were going to watch Monday Night Raw. Well, things have changed quite a bit in the past year. Here we are. Vince is gone. There's been new creative. There's been a lot of things we've liked. There's been a lot of things we're trying to figure out with everybody else. But overall, I think you'll agree WWE is probably in a better place. The numbers say so. The numbers don't lie at all. And like Dave said with the ratings there, not as big of a drop when you consider how much cable has just left households in the States, so everything's up for interpretation, but one thing that isn't really that hard to figure out is when I ask you your thoughts on wrestling, you always come out in spades, and we did it again with a topic on our Facebook page, facebook.com, just look up SNME Radio, and that's where you can find this topic, and the question was pretty simple. When it comes to the rumors that Vince McMahon wants to come back, he wants to do An actual comeback, whether it means on TV or come back to running his company. Where do you sit on this thing and how do you feel about it? So the actual question was this. Is there any upside in your mind to Vince McMahon returning to an active role in WWE's business operations? So I'm talking behind the scenes. I'm talking about things that are are going on corporately, you know. Approving the budgets, handling the money, and then, of course, that would also involve him being involved in creative, where he was before. So, that means he's determining characters. That means a potential return for a golden egg. So, the question again. Is there any upside in your mind to Vince McMahon returning to an active role in WWE's business operations? It's a pretty solid no. No. The options were, yes, he's still Vince McMahon after all, or no, his time is done. Almost 100 votes cast by the time we go to air here, and 92% are saying, no, his time is done. That's it. That's what fans are saying. You're done with Vince. Hey, thanks for the memories. Some of them. (laughs) Some of them, not so much. But either way... 92% of you saying no Vince's time is done. Let's get into some of the feedback that was left in the comments section because that's where it really stands. A lot of you are saying that actually you wouldn't mind seeing Vince come back as an on-screen character, which kind of surprises me a bit because that puts him right in the forefront, doesn't it? Uh, Brandon Watson is someone who says that he'd like to see Vince McMahon back on TV as a character. Uh, John Paul Zamet says maybe a manager or a general manager. We need real authority figures on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Do we though? Do we really? I mean, do you want Hunter coming out every? Do we need the authority figures again every week? I don't know if that's a step in the right direction either. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, I'm just not as, I'm not as sold on it as you are, John Paul. Let's see what Aaron says. Uh, Aaron Hinault says let his daughter and Nick Khan run the, that part of the company. Yeah, business side. Get it, uh, Douglas. Douglas Stanford Grandy, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash radio. As far as Vince McMahon returning to the company, Douglas says, maybe if he was used as a person to advise or give some ideas, that could be a great thing. As long as he doesn't get the final say in making decisions, it could be beneficial. He could still have something to contribute, but his days as being the head honcho should be over. Yeah, I I think there's... Well, you know what? The funny thing is, he still is the head honcho. He owns the most shares he owns the most majority votes he could pull this plug tomorrow maybe he repaints the nwo logo on the back of his office chair and turns around in the mirror remember that maybe not uh rob kempton thinks that vince mcmahon should be an on-screen character only and uh, caesar silvera says anonymous gm kind of like dr claw from inspector gadget okay caesar i'm sold I want to see Vince McMahon back on TV, but only, like you say here, just show his arm and a cat, and he's already got the gravel voice. Perfect. (laughs) You know what? Let's, Let's take it a step further. Vince, you don't need to come back to WWE. You do need to get WWE Studios or Seven Bucks Productions or something. Could you imagine The Rock as Inspector Gadget? Boy, would that not work. But do a live action Inspector Gadget and have Vince McMahon be Dr. Claw. That's perfect. That's perfect. I'll get you, Gadget. <laughs> oh, look at that guy. Oh, damn. Oh, man. Last show of the year. Can you tell? Well, almost the last shows of the year because here's what's coming up. Next week, you get it. The full meal deal. On the air, you'll get about an hour of it. But everywhere else on podcast form for free. SNMUradio.com, you will get the best of 2022. Our panel, myself, Joe Aguinaldo, Boris Aguilar, Matt Ederer, and of course, the legendary Dan the Mouth Lebranski, all got together, and we picked our best for the year. And then the week after for New Year's, oh, you know it, my friend. We are going through the worst. To quote Josh Matthews, the garbage juice of 2022, both of those shows... Going to be on the air for you here on TSN Radio and across Canada, News Talk, uh, you name it on our affiliates, it'll all be there for you, but if you want the full shebang, and you do, you really do, because we had a ton of fun doing these, uh, snmeradio.com is where you will get those shows, and they are plentiful. <laughs> There's a lot we talk about in those shows, but you know what? I think I'm done. I'm done talking here for now. It has been... An incredible year since taking over for Jason Agnew this past January, who, by the way, is still very much our overlord and overwatcher here at Sunday night's main event. Jason's still very much a part of the show, but in the meantime, I get to hang out with you and talk wrestling, meet some cool people, share their stories, and I hope to do it a lot more coming up in 2023. Enjoy the best and worst of. Take care of yourself. Please don't drink and drive. It's a big deal. Bigger deal than you think. And until next time, as always, Thank you for listening and letting me do what I do. Till next time, play safe, drive safe. I'll be seeing ya.
2: Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com SNME radio.